Maintaining a daily meditation and prayer practice is the single most common desire I hear expressed when talking with people about their spiritual lives. They imagine it will help them gain a sense of peace or serenity. Perhaps they will be more successful or less quick to act on their emotions. But often, it is framed as a desire for something that is just beyond reach. I wish I had more time, they say. I wish I had more discipline. It is normal for people to struggle with a daily meditation or prayer practice, but lacking time and discipline, unfortunately, are not the reasons most people cannot commit. I do understand what it is like to have a busy life that leaves me wanting for more time and energy, but in the case of meditation and prayer, it is almost always something else that is blocking our path to a regular and sustained practice. Many of us, if not most of us, have a hard time committing because we experience discomfort in the quiet of contemplation, or we imagine we will experience discomfort and we want to avoid it. It is a discomfort with ourselves. In the quiet space of contemplation, we can hear all of the voices we normally keep at arm's length by staying busy. The drone of our to-do lists, which drown out the voices living just below our awareness, drops away and we come into contact with how much anger and fear we carry. The voices that point out the inconsistencies between our ideals and our lived reality. In quiet contemplation, we are confronted by our insecurities and our stress because there is nothing we can place as a screen between them and us. Sometimes it can feel like the whole world is closing in and we hop up from our cushion early saying, well, at least I sat for a little while even if I didn't commit to the whole 20 or 30 minutes like I said I would. I know, I've done it. Many times. In the beginning stages of a meditation and prayer practice, before it becomes a habit, before we can experience the benefits, we often experience anxiety. More accurately, we encounter the anxiety we live with on a daily basis, but for the most part are oblivious to. Our excuse for avoiding our practice, that there is no time, is not real. Of course we have time, but we fill our days to overflow so there is no extra time, so we don't have to be confronted by the anxiety of our lives. In an effort to distract ourselves from the anxiety, we become complicit with a culture that overworks us, a culture that constantly reminds us that we are behind and need to catch up. This culture presents us with a smorgasbord of choices and tells us that if we can do all or many of these choices, we will be fulfilled, we will be educated, we will be sophisticated, we will be happy. But many of us, perhaps most of us, are not really that happy. We are tired, and the frenetic pace of our culture is just one more mask for the anxiety we feel as a people. There are many practices on the contemplative path, but coming to the cushion for meditation or coming into a prayer relationship with God might begin with an acknowledgement or an accounting of this anxiety so we can explore the resistance, acknowledge it, give it a name, treat it with respect, understand how it feels, and ultimately, to befriend the anxiety. 
The anxiety can be our greatest teacher. It is wild, but it is not unpredictable. It can carry us away in fantasy, but if we work on our training, we will soon be able to recognize it. Oh, dear friend, there you are again. What shall we explore today? So often we walk through life unaware of the sensations screaming out from our bodies because we have not bothered to take the time to understand them. When we are unaware of these sensations, we are controlled by them. They direct and define our behavior. Coming to the cushion in a consistent fashion includes an invitation of compassion for the whole self. If we are able to bring compassion along with us, we are able to invite the insecurities, the anxiety to sit down with us. If we don't like to sit in quiet contemplation, if we subtly fear it because we're not sure we will like what we find there, our practice will not last for very long. We cry out in frustration, but I just want to work with metta or centering prayer, but these voices keep pushing their way into my head like crying children who want attention. Yes, they do want attention. You need attention. We don't coddle the anxiety. We don't play into it, giving it everything it wants, but picking it up and holding it like we would hold a child, acknowledging its presence and seeking to understand it, works so much better than trying to shut it out. Who has ever had success quieting a screaming child by ignoring it, or worse, by screaming back. Developing a meditation and prayer practice does take discipline. Discipline you are fully capable of. You are already disciplined in so many areas of your life. And there is plenty of time. I prefer to start my day with 20 minutes on the cushion, but I also find time when I am walking or driving or simply during one of the numerous periods of the day when I just have to wait. Telling myself my practice can only happen at this specific time, in this specific place, is just another excuse I use to avoid my commitment to myself, to my own life. I don't always like what I find when I sit. Sometimes I wonder if this anger and fear and worry will ever go away. But I do believe coming into relationship with it is the best way to keep it from running my life. I don't know much about serenity. Sometimes my thinking feels feral. But I believe that transformation is real. I believe the world suffers from a spiritual problem, and the spiritual solution begins with the time I spend on my cushion, befriending my anxieties and insecurities so I can recognize them, so I can understand them when they are in my body, so I can hear them when they are crying out, trying to influence my behavior. Transformation of the world does not begin with someone else. It begins with me. Coming into harmony with creation begins with finding the walls I erect that keep me and others out. Thank you for listening to this meditation. You can find a written version of it on my website at ianwhitemar.com slash meditations. Who are the people in your life who would enjoy and benefit from this meditation? Pick one. 
send them a link. Maybe start a conversation about your experience with quiet contemplation, what has worked, what hasn't worked, what you think a practice can do for the world, and ask them if anything similar has happened to them. The spiritual journey isn't something we do on our own. It is much richer, so much richer, when we have traveling partners. I hope you'll join me again next week.